Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Taylor Wild. Welcome back to Wild On Season 5, the podcast where you get the insider's view of the weird, wild world of wrestling and witchcraft. On Wednesdays, I just want to say thank you to Impact Wrestling for supporting the Wild On podcast. Don't forget to go on over to the Wild On YouTube channel and subscribe so you don't miss any of the weird, wild, wonderful content we bring you every Wednesday. Today's guest has been accused of practicing witchcraft by none other than Impact Knockout Rosemary. He has subconsciously manifested and executed spell work through music, which has propelled his wrestling career exponentially. He's the current Impact Digital Media Champion. He represented Scotland in the 2018 Commonwealth Games in Greco-Roman wrestling. He has his black belt in judo. He has a master's degree. It's no surprise that he was born in a magical place rich in witchcraft folklore. A place that it also birthed two of my favorite Wild On guests, none other than WWE's Dewdrop and Nikki Cross. Both magical in their own rights. Say his name and he will appear. Ladies and gentlemen, Wild On believes in Joe Hendry. We're rolling just now. We are rolling. I have to stop being horrible no, to you. Okay. I feel people should know our dynamic. We secretly hate each other. Yeah. But I gotta be careful because like that taken out of context sounds pretty bad. Me just, you know, being horrible yeah, to you. Yeah, why are you? Well, it's a love language, isn't it? Being horrible to people. This is how we bond. I feel comfortable in it. Do you feel comfortable in it? I don't remember that, reading about that in the list of love languages, but I'll take your word for it. Okay, well, maybe there just needs to be a new chapter on how I relate to people. Is that you the witch, to be hearing the it? witch love languages? <laughs> the Witch Chronicles, starting with the love language. You did give me a crystal. I did I give forgot. you a crystal. You did give me a crystal. I, I'm assuming it, it, it's good. I forgot what it meant already, but I, I, it's in my case. It's in my case. Case of what? That, that I take around to shows. <laughs> oh, your suitcase. Yeah. Yeah, There's gonna I, it's, be a in my, of... it's in my legal case coming up. <laughs> There's going to be a little bit of a language barrier here. Okay. I'm already... Uh, yeah. I'm feeling... The word case is, uh, <laughs> is a, a much-known Scottish word. Anyway, anyway, carry on. Suitcase. Just like you call your trunk your boot, probably. I do, yep. Uh, and the trash, the bin. The, the bin. The yeah. bin. So you stayed in America for a week. We speak the same language yet. I feel like there's so many um, interesting little nuances that Americans just can't digest. Not often. Although really? What I, won't, I, I can't even say what it is, but I said something completely innocent backstage once and more than one, pe one, more than one person thought I said th something terrible. Oh. And I'm glad they clarified. But I didn't think my accent was that bad, but apparently it is. As in you believe you're absent? of an accent as in not that strong the thing is people in scotland don't think i sound like someone from scotland and people in america also don't tend to think i'm from scotland i'm just a, a nomad right now i feel that I, i'm too canadian 
for the Americans, too American for the Canadians. I fit in nowhere. I'm comfortable in this box. But like, that's how I feel. I feel like I grew up in a city where I don't sound like I'm from the East Coast. I don't say out and about. Other things that are normally Canadian, but apparently I do. So yes, you sound very Scottish, FYI. Yeah, I did. Speaking of that, I did an entrance video on a Canadian show and I did a version of Team America, but it was, uh, I think it was something like, we're in Canada. And instead of the swear word, it was like, yes, please. And I said, <laughs> I, I had a bunch of like Canadisms in it, but I kind of feel like I'm probably going to, it's funny now, but I'll probably get cancelled for it in like 20 years, you know? <laughs> Well, I'm sure I've been canceled many times for things I said 10 years ago. So ride the wave. I, I, what did I say? I think I said, um, sorry. That's what instead of sorry. Yeah. So you'll need to defend me as my Canadian <laughs> representative when I get canceled for that. As a Canadian, I was born sorry. I'm not really sure why I'm sorry. But sorry. You're just constantly in a state of, of sorry. Yeah, it's... It's polite. We think it's polite. And also it's like it's filling blank air. Like we don't know what to do otherwise. It's just like, you know, you cross someone's path. You're sorry. I kind of feel like that's that's it, that's a British thing as well. I think so. Yeah. So how has your life been uh, affected since the Queen passed? <laughs> uh, I will say this. Um, I did not personally know the Queen. But okay. you know, I think it's I think it's sad when I you know I'm not a particular, I'm not a supporter of the monarchy. But I think it's sad when anyone dies. That's a, a granny, a mother. You know, that was but, a really yeah. politically correct answer. I'm really proud of you. I expected it to go very differently. I'm nodding for the the audio listeners. Okay, so besides giving you a crystal, uh, I also told you about your birth chart, and have you done? Any introspective readings since? Or did I just <laughs> what, what was the birth time? chart again? Oh, God. Your zodiac sign. So by birth, you're a Taurus. And there's like the, the opposing one and all that. Yeah. Scorpio. You have a Scorpio moon. It, it was profound at the time, but I forgot <laughs> the details. <laughs> so basically, I'm wasting all my time spewing all this spirituality at you. No, it's okay. It's what I want to talk about. It's such a niche, nuanced thing. Like, you've got to really be interested to give a shit. Are you allowed to say the S word? You can say as many fucking goddamn- Oh my God. Fucking things you want to say on my podcast. It's a witch podcast. That's it. Speaking about witchcraft makes me think of music and my sister Rosemary, who is someone else who's also involved in the dark art accused or lovingly said that you might be more aligned with witchcraft than you're aware when you made your entrance music i've heard you say it a few times that you like specifically chose like a beat or frequency or beats per mm -hmm. minute what did you create with that song like so you chose this chanting it's going to be a hit no matter what sort of thing so first of all i think rosemary genuinely a hundred percent believes i'm a witch but i don't think she's joking i think she, i when <laughs> she says that I I take it with all sincerity. So I chose 120 beats per minute um, because that seemed to be, you know, the catchiest pop songs that people move to. That seemed to be the, the beats per minute. So it's two beats per second, exactly. That was a very conscious choice. Also, the way that Queen writes songs, they wrote We Will Rock You from the perspective of what beat do we need to use to get people to do stamp, stamp, clap. 
So I've tried to reverse engineer it from that perspective. Okay. So I also realized that wrestling is a very overt art form. And what I mean by that is it's, this is, is pantomime a word in the United States? Yep. I'm Canadian, but yes. Okay. So <laughs> wrestling to me is pantomime, whereas things in movies might be more subtle. Mm-hmm. I think in wrestling, you can, you have more room to just be out there. So I can literally tell the audience what I want them to do. Mm-hmm. And because they're at a live event and they're not realizing they're literally being told what to do. It is almost like hypnosis. It is. So it's like, say his name and he appears. So people are conditioned that when my name is said, I will appear. Mm-hmm. And they have to believe in Joe Hendry. Clap, clap. And then again, giving them a number, another opportunity. Um, and then later in the song, it literally tells them to wave, to wave their hands. So I needed to create something that literally told the audience what I wanted them to do mm-hmm. so that that was one part of it what was bold and i'm surprised worked because a lot of the time when you try and overcomplicate things it doesn't work a lot of the time sim- the simple answer is the best answer the song has two different bpms which is quite rare bohemian rhapsody is the only other well as if you know mine's like a you know on the same level i mean it is let's be honest i was just gonna say you're just casually aligning yourself with queen I, 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 you know, let's let's get rid of the formalities. Okay. Bohemian Rhapsody is like a hu- has a huge variety of BPMs. There's a few songs that do that, that I can think of, like uh, Green Day, Jesus of Suburbia did it as well. I wanted the start section to be like a party, so it's it's very much modeled after International Love by Pitbull. Oh, in a lot of ways. If you listen to that song, you go, ah, I see, I see. That's the vibe I was going for. And then I wanted the, the latter half. My favorite entrance theme of all time is the Hollywood rock theme from 2003. Mm-hmm. And I wanted something that had that grandeur and a, a guitar solo like that. So I pieced the two together and had to come up with a way that they could gel together without it seeing odd that it would just jump BPM. Mm-hmm. What I had to do was stop the music and just do a very long guitar slide and then explode into the, the next section. So I needed to choose BPMs where people were clapping their hands and then once where they're waving their hands. And if you think about it, you can't wave your hands and clap your hands to the same <laughs> BPM. It doesn't work. So yeah, I, I just honestly, I, I look back and I remember, you know, being four or something and having like these Disney sing-along cassettes and it's like one of these you know it's just like an interactive yep song that people can get involved with and that's one thing i've learned about wrestling is the fans want to be involved they want to be part of the show and the more that you give them the opportunity to do that mm-hmm. the more over your stuff is going to be so that is that is how i put it together well that's why rosemary thinks you're a witch because that is literally the nuts and bolts of spell work You set your intention, you chose your music with the definitive outcome, you chose your ingredients, literally beats per minute, tone, the beats per minute, manifested it and how you wanted it to reach the masses, faking it until you making it, you chose songs that broke charts and literally sold millions of records and you put it out into the universe in the most public platform possible and you got the outcome you wanted, so... Hmm. Why do people associate like witchcraft with like, you know, darkness, for example? 
Because I don't want to mess with that. There's certain things you don't mess with. You don't mess with a Ouija board. You ever messed with a Ouija board? When I was very young, I never want to do it again, and I will never do it again because I have a lot of experience with the other side because I'm a sensitive person. I'm happy to have those experiences, but I also draw in a lot of negative energy, and I don't need that. That's why I sage every day, and it sounds really woo-woo, but the more open you are, it's all perception, right? Like everybody is psychic. Literally everybody is born psychic. That's why children have the most like stories or incidences with like seeing ghosts and your parents debunk it. And they say, well, no, you didn't see anything. You're just, you know, being crazy. It's not true. It, and there's nothing sinister about it. The only time witchcraft became sinister was in late 1700s when Eurocentric white men wanted to take the power out of what was known as the wise women. Witches in their communities were always midwives, herbalists, doctors, elders. And for whatever reason, when Eurocentric white males decided they wanted to overthrow towns, instead of just becoming their own versions of the wise woman, they're like, eh, kill them. Easier. So as, as a white male, that's what happens to my voice like at 40 years old. I'm just like, eh. <laughs> just kill him you know just just kill him so i'm just getting i'm just getting wiped out at 40 is that what you mean probably they were wiping out the witches they were wiping out the witches all oh, right okay i thought you were sentencing me to no 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 you're so far you're okay well i, okay. I threatened hair loss at, well that right like like you did yeah wrong. yeah you said come on my podcast or i'm gonna you remove your hair and then i was like i would politely, politely i did not say the f word but <laughs> the the sentiment was there and I said, if you do that, I will just get a hair transplant. Right. Where? Where would you get this hair transplant? We spoke about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a lovely med spa weekend. Yeah. It's too no, expensive but... in the UK. It's too expensive here. So the only thing that is sinister about what would be perceived as witchcraft is if you work with or worship satan or baphomet i tell you what that gives me the fear all that stuff gives me the fear right i i don't i don't want to get into it i don't want to get into it but you'll know exactly what i'm talking about but i think i'm really gonna broach this lightly but i in especially in, in recent months and years you see a lot of that um going on in the mainstream sure and it's 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 worrying. Like y y there there are, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up there. I just want everyone to know if I get super famous, I'll shut my mouth. I'll shut my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> you can say what you want. Tell me like aliens are real. I'll be like I'll zip it. I'll zip it. You know how you get these celebrities that come out and they're like, they're I'm going to expose this and that, you know, about like the the truth. Yep. About, about aliens and the pyramids and shit. I will zip it. <laughs> Fair enough. There's certain things you don't mess with. Ouija board being one of them. Yeah, I, I like to keep it. I, I I like to keep it positive here. I will tell you actually. There's um <laughs> there's a film that I think ethically should never have been made, but I think so. It should never and a film should never be made like this again. But I think it's very interesting. So The Exorcist is a film that I'm going to talk about. Have okay. you seen that film? A small movie. Yes, I have seen it. Thank you. I think it's the scariest movie of all time, personally. Okay. One of the reasons is because back then, they didn't rely on CGI and jump scares. 
it would, if there were effects, it was practical effects. So it was things that were actually visibly real. Yes. So they had to be able to recreate it. But because there were, I actually had a conversation with someone about this backstage about their about ideas for like vignettes and stuff like that. And I was trying to tell them that like implied violence is much more horrifying than showing actual violence or horror. And I think that's why classic horror films are kind of eerie because there's a lot of implied horror and implied mm. violence. But it's interesting that I've I've seen some analysis of of the the exorcist mm-hmm. and they they say that ba- there are a few interesting things that stick out about that film when you look at it from a different perspective and there is actually serious neglect towards Reagan. So for example, why would a kid why would that so that the the mom is like a rich actress in the film why would she give her kid a ouija board and then go oh yeah off you go Mm -hmm. like that's a symbol for how neglectful she is to her child Mm -hmm. so it's it's interesting and that and ever since i I saw that i was like nah ouija board ain't for me i've heard (laughs) horror stories with that thing as well yeah Would you say then, would you fancy yourself a conspiracy theorist? Are you starting to consume yourself with aliens and all the things that are going on in the world right now? I think you have to be careful when approaching these topics because I think confirmation bias is a real thing. So there are are things that you'll like. So let's just be honest, right? Five years ago, if you went on mainstream platforms, you would be able to see conspiracy videos without issue. Whereas right. now that just doesn't happen. Like there, you can't find them on mainstream platforms, except TikTok, right? But if you go on TikTok and it'll just say, "Oh, such and such," and it'll present it as fact, and half the time it just won't be true. Mm-hmm. So I think people have to be careful and not succumb to their confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. So I spoke. There's a friend of mine who is, I won't say where he works, but he is very high up, very senior, very powerful person. And the type of person that I would that that would have the inside scoop on a lot of stuff. And I said to him, I was like, come on, man, give me some. And he's like, <laughs> look, he says, the thing about conspiracy theories is he says, there's usually always a grain of truth. The debate is how big is is the grain of truth? Right. Sometimes it's bigger than others. And what I will say is I started, I did get super into conspiracy theories um just before uh, lockdown and covid and a bunch of things that were rumbling on social media came out as fact like a year or two later yes. but then i actually started getting as into history because there are things that are actually documented fact that are as scandalous if not more scandalous than what is deemed to be a conspiracy if you know what i mean yeah. So I'll give you an example. Like 9-11 is, is like a huge conspiracy for, for people. Like a lot of people talk about that. They talk about, you know, there are a lot of like think question questionable things such as like Tower 7 and all that. But the truth is, if you actually look into the history of situations and conflicts, there are there are things that are actually documented fact that are part of history that are as interesting but they just don't get as much attention so if you go back and read about world war one world war two and even if you go back before that you will see patterns and emerging and facts emerging and timelines emerging that you'll actually start to understand how the work uh, how the world works mm-hmm. but there's an author called ray dalio who talks about the the world moves in 80 year cycles so for example you get um a generation who have things very hard 
like so for example a war-torn generation and then after a war, and this goes all throughout history after there are particularly brutal wars mm-hmm. it then society moves to a period of expression and freedom so like you know the 60s would be an example of that and then that you have a period where well things actually become quite tough again like mm-hmm. like the 80s and then the next generation um they have to really knuckle down and help build society and the financial markets back to where they were and then we get the 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 prosperity of the 90s mm-hmm. and then now we're in another cycle where um things are very tough and this cycle perpetuates almost on like an 80 year clock like it's it's like to the year it's pretty wild and it's it's not conspiracy it's literally the human condition and if you, if you read I know this sounds boring, but if you read about like economics and, and history and stuff like that, you will literally see these patterns emerging. And I think when you do that, it allows you to filter where those grains of truth are, maybe yeah. better than you could before. You're right. It's just history repeating itself. But conspiracy theories are so much more fun. It is. It's so fun. I'll give you an example, like some fun ones. And there's a fun <laughs> one. Um, so I don't know if you heard about there was... I won't say the name of the brand just in case, but there was um, someone raised concerns that there were like dozens of mattress stores with like no customers all within like a a few miles radius. They're like, why are there 10 mattress stores within a, a few miles radius? Okay. And some of them were involved in a money laundering scam and it actually there turned out to be some truth behind it. Speaking I see of- the real ones. I'll shut my mouth. I just want <laughs> the powers that be to know that it's okay. <laughs> I can get to the top of the industry. I will <laughs> shut my mouth. Don't come after me. Fair enough. You've heard it here on Wild On Podcast. I'll zip it. I'll <laughs> zip it. I'll play the game. <laughs> also, I really love the term zip it. Nobody uses that anymore. Yeah. The last yeah. time I heard that, it was towards, um, what's the PG-13? It doesn't matter. Towards a crackhead. And uh, he was giving me the gears and the friend I was with just turned around and said, man, zip it. And the crackhead didn't know what to do. It was just like. Well, I just heard, oh, yeah, it was against a crackhead. <laughs> Any context there? Or just you running around saying zip it to crackheads? Conversation. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I was just walking down the street, downtown Toronto. It's it's not rare for a crackhead to come up to me and yell aggressive and saying like, you know, man, like back off. He was just like, hey. Zip it. As someone who's able to stand away from conspiracy theories and not associating with those kinds of things, you had no. Oh, no. Let me be. Let me be clear. I think they're fun. Okay. I think they're they're absolutely fun. Even if even the ones that aren't true, like I okay. no, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I will sit and watch these things all day and be like, no way. Oh my god, about the most tenuous link ever. But yeah. I am aware that most of them. You know, there is a there is a grain of truth. There, that's not necessarily the entire picture. Okay, they are fun. I just so... won't publicly uh, <laughs> align with it. <laughs> okay, I do want to touch on about on something that has to do with wrestling. We just saw last night on Impact that you made a new song titled rich, "But to me, you will always be Edge's bitch." Well. <laughs> the best stuff just comes to me when I'm driving in my car, and I'll be like, <laughs> "To me, you will always be edges, bitch." That just kind of came to me, like, because I had this. Because the thing is, like, Matt is Matt's. You know, he's he's the the OG when it comes to online content. He was the first. 
wrestler that that showed how to get over under any circumstances and that's how you be a great professional wrestler it's not getting over in ideal circumstances it's getting over under any circumstances and he in my opinion was the first person to do that using the internet in the way that he did and take control of his brand right yeah so i mean the dude's pretty successful you know so it's hard to to think of things to say to humble him so (laughs) so you went straight for the schoolyard you play with toys, huh? <laughs> so. You also played a very believable Chelsea Green. Just someone who's close with Chelsea. It's very believable. Great job with her mannerisms. I feel I feel so bad. I feel bad about it. I feel bad. Like you, Oh, you have a you do have a soul. And I feel I feel bad. I mean, I'll there. still do it. I'll still do it. You know her what I mean? Art, I'll I'll press I'll press the button. I'll hit send. But I'll go, ooh, ooh, that was bad. Does it keep you up at night or it's just a moment of cringe? So does it keep me up at night, okay? Yes. Here's live footage of me at night after that video comes out. Okay, let's see it. Ah. That's me sleeping. <laughs> Another dollar made. Cha-ching. So that's a, yeah. Ah, yum, yum, <laughs> yum. Okay, this moral compass that I thought might be in place, gone. See, that's the worst thing. I think you're defined by your actions, not your intentions. It doesn't actually matter if you feel bad about it or not. If you hit send, you're still a piece of trash. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I hit send. <laughs> okay. So did you and I will say, I will say that's something I feel very strongly about. People will be like, oh, I feel so bad. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's like, no, you knew what you were doing. You hit yeah. send. You're yeah. defined by your actions, not your intentions. So I hit send. So I'm a piece of trash. Solidarity. And you know what? You're over. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, well, you said it. Oh, yeah. To my top 10 tailor-made questions, it's not a speed round. What is your funeral song and what does your ceremony look like? The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. Oh, interesting. Okay, and what does your ceremony look like? Um, I know, just tears, crying. (laughs) When I die, I want to be just thrown unceremoniously into the woods. Because I I believe, personally, I I believe in a singular consciousness and I just want returned to the earth in the most brutal way possible. I just imagine tears, hundreds, thousands of people. Mm -hmm. um, Thousands? Hundreds of thousands? So is this like a state? No, 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 no. Not like a state funeral or anything like that. But just (laughs) uh, what I mean is it's like what they'll do is they'll go, we should probably get a pretty big place so we can get hundreds in here. And then they'll go, oh, we should have planned for thousands. There's like so many people outside. Got it. And just they're all crying. And if you're not crying enough, you get booted out. And (laughs) whoever's crying most gets brought in. Got it. You know, that's it. We want just tears galore. Just a mess. Like, yeah. Okay. That's it. Okay, so not a celebration of life, just mourning. No, no, mourning. no. If anyone's celebrating my life, okay, they get thrown out. Okay, I don't, I don't buy into that. Okay. So, if you could make up the perfect zodiac sign, what three traits 
of a human would you choose? And it's basically like, what are the three traits you seek in a partner or a friend or anything like that? I, I genuinely believe in doing your absolute best to never lie. Okay. So that's something I've, my life has improved dramatically when I've made it, made a very conscious effort to not lie. Okay. There'll be times where I'll say to people, not your business or don't want to discuss it, but I will do my absolute best to not let lies come out of my mouth. Because in the same way that you're talking about spell work, I think that lies erode people. A hundred percent they do. It is toxic, literally toxic. I think, a- it, it, I think it does something to your brain and your soul. I don't know how people keep track of lies. I'm a terrible liar, one. No poker face. Two, I can barely keep track of the truth, let alone lies. I would just be caught in a lie all the time. Have you ever seen Wayne's World? It's my favorite movie, Wayne's World and Empire Records. You know when, like, Garth's under pressure and he's like... (laughs) (laughs) That's that's me trying to lie. (laughs) That's how I look every time I'm cutting a promo. Like, I am having fun sheer panic attack so honesty one honesty would be one mm-hmm. I, think I think effort like I, I need to associate myself with people who not necessarily just like work hard but just put effort into whatever it is that they do integrity mm, I think integrity is subjective to different people I think I think effort okay. but I enjoy your attempt to dictate what I have in my thing Pick one more then. I'm trying to help. Personal responsibility. Mm. I'm very big on personal responsibility. And when people try to shift responsibility onto others, it, mm. it, it pisses me off. That's fair. Nope, that's fair. Those are three good ones. Okay. What is your secret supernatural power? When I was a kid, you know how like if you put your hand in front of your face, you can kind of like see through your hand. Right. It appears as though you can see through your hand. Do you know what I mean? You don't know what I'm talking about. Right. So put your hand in front of your face and then almost don't look at your hand. Look beyond your hand. And it's like, because it's too close to your face, you're like, your brain can't compute which, (laughs) which, like your viewpoint. You know what I mean? If you have an object and you bring it too close to your face and you look past it, it's like, you get like this weird vision where it looks like you can see through it. As a kid, I legit thought I could see through stuff at close range. <laughs> I'm so glad I asked this question. <laughs> also, like in the swimming pool, I would just like <laughs> circle around really fast. Okay. So I'm just like writhing around in the pool. And I genuinely, as a small kid, I thought I was creating like this whirlwind in the water. Yeah. So I thought that was my two superpowers. Like legit thought they were my two superpowers as a kid um actually there were a few i was convinced when i was younger that i saw things in dreams that that were like that actually emanations yeah but almost like you just see a sight in a street or something and the exact you see that exact frame in real life i i felt like that happened a few times when i was younger but you know who the hell knows? Do you still do that when you enter a swimming pool? Do you still create a human Joe Hendry tornado in the pool? I do. I do create a human Joe Hendry tornado. And you know what? Good for you. Like, see if I'm surveying. If I feel I'm in danger, I just hold my hand in front of my face. And people think that people think that I'm looking at my hand, but really I'm looking at them. They can't tell. <laughs> I'm on to you. 
Do you believe in ghosts? And if so, do you have a ghost story? Um, I do have a ghost story, and I don't believe in ghosts, but this is pretty weird. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you the story. So I have a half brother, um, and I went down to visit him, and we were playing Xbox in his room, and I heard just a, a massive crash. And, and we were like, what the hell was that? And it's just us in the, the house. Went through to the bathroom and the entire shower had smashed. Oh. Like into like a million pieces. Okay. And I just thought they're going to think we were wrestling. Because <laughs> that shower kind of looks like an elimination chamber <laughs> uh, pod thing. And, and they absolutely to this day think that we were just wrestling in the house and smashed the shower. But we were legit sitting in the other room playing xbox and this thing just smashed now apparently there is a phenomenon that if glass smashes it can crack a little bit but the entire shower was smashed all over the floor and i actually have video somewhere of walking into the room and seeing it for the first time the glass is everywhere so we filmed it on our old phones at the time but that was pretty weird but i don't believe in ghosts and here's why so let me ask you this have you seen a ghost just yes or no no okay but some people have seen ghosts, right? Well, what they perceive as ghosts. What they perceive as ghosts. And this is what you have to ask them. You have to say, were the ghosts naked or were they wearing clothes? They're like, well, well, yeah, they were They were wearing clothes. It was my, you know, great-great-grandma uh, Edna or whatever. And yeah, so, so they were wearing clothes. Oh, cool. Now, here's the thing. Where did they get those clothes? Because there's two options. Was it like what they were wearing when they died or did they get it from the ghost clothes shop? (laughs) Right. And then if they say, well, there's not a ghost clothes shop, because if there was a ghost clothes shop, then why don't ghosts come in wearing like brand new like Air Jordans? You know what I mean? So they say, oh, no, it was the clothes that they died. in." then you go, oh, okay. So because they were touching the clothes. So why when a ghost comes at you, do they not have like a meter of floor underneath them. And like, if they had their hand on the bed, why is there a bed not like attached to them? You know what I mean? How does it know to just take the clothes with them into the afterlife? But that's your perception that ghosts look like their human form. Whereas like ghosts are just energy. They can take whatever form they want and they're not human. Usually they're like shadow people. Usually it's just like an outline or shadow people. An outline of what? Scooby-Doo? A, a, a silhouette of what a person would look like. Uh, in what form, though? When they die? How you remember them. How you remember them. Well, that's an inner projection, then, isn't it? Hmm. And not a ghost. That would like, be a I delusion. Like, I feel like we're going to bore people with this debate, so we should move on. I think they'll be laughing their asses off at my ghost clothes shop bit. If I was ever going to be a comedian, that would be that would be one of my bits. The ghost clothes shop. What would it be called? Just that? Well, no, it wouldn't matter because I'd be a comedian. That would just be a bit in my set. I'm not going to go chapter two, the ghost clothes shop. (laughs) Okay, fine. Moving on to wrestling questions. What has been your most embarrassing wardrobe malfunction or incontinence issue? Incontinence issue. There is is one and I can't say it. Why? It's embarrassing somebody else. But I thought something had happened. Okay to that person and then it turned out to be something else and I was very embarrassed about bringing it up right? <laughs> so, so I'll tell you after the podcast but um, most embarrassing thing oh, oh I'll tell I'll tell you I've got one that out the ring a WWE tryout I accidentally spat rice at a high ranking executive 
as in you got excited and you spat and with that you spat rice this person was telling the people at the tryout you know this is what you need to do and we're sitting there we're in catering and mm. i was eating rice and while they were talking i got a bit of rice caught at the back of my throat and I thought, I don't want to cough and interrupt their story. So I tried to swallow the rice and just launched it at them from across the table and went, but like, so this person's in the middle of a story and it just went Bup! and just like spat rice at them. Well, this explains why you didn't get the job then. I, hey, hey, I've had offers from many organizations <laughs> over I, the years. Okay. Okay. Fair. What is your biggest wrestling pet peeve? Um, dives in every match. <sighs> Same. Yeah, I think it's I think it's just the idea that like it's just not special anymore. You know, mm -hmm. like the dive just isn't special anymore. You know, mm -hmm. favorite band or artist? I know that's a hard question, but ride or die. Weezer. That was easy. Name a movie that changed your life. Genuinely, that poster behind me, Pulp Fiction. Yeah? The non-Joe Hendry character movie? I, there's no such thing. I am <laughs> Joe Hendry. Um, I saw that when I was 12, which was far too young to see that. Correct. I think that made me a bit of a contrarian, and I think that's what's always helped me in wrestling. Like I try, So I've just, I'm just not a fan of like the marvel films and you know like don't get me wrong like i love like the dark knight because i thought that was edgy like i like anything that's like edgier than usual or coming at things from a different perspective i don't like this summer here comes superman again well superman's done. like the worst superhero of all time i like characters that are flawed i like because i think that they're more real and i feel like I feel watching Pulp Fiction, it just taught me that I don't like the Star Wars way of storytelling. I don't like a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I like the movie to open and we're sitting in a diner and what the hell's going on? I mean, there's different storytelling methods. Like, and it's, it's again, the more you look into this stuff, like Alfred Hitchcock was really ahead of the game with this stuff. He came up with the... Um, bomb under the table methodology which is basically you have two options if you want a, a big event in a scene which is you can just let the bomb explode and then it's a jump scare and it's like what the hell happened or you can zoom out and show the audience that there's a bomb under the table so now the dialogue has much more meaning right. um and like so our the impact wrestling example of that is um the end of eric young in impact wrestling so it showed you the knife right at the start of the vignette. So the entire time when they're talking, even though the it starts off quite conversational, your mind can't help but say, is that knife going to be used? So being the contrarian, who has been your most embarrassing crush? This is how, if you want to <laughs> know how pathetic guys are, right? This is the example, right? I remember seeing Batman and Robin when I was let's say 11, right? And you're just starting to think that girls are pretty cool. I remember seeing Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy, right? Yeah. Now, let me tell you the story. She kisses this security guard and he dies. Yep. He dies <laughs> on the spot, dead, 
right? This is how much guys don't give a you-know-what, right? This is how pathetic guys are. This dude dies on the spot. And as an 11-year-old, I'm going, I'd I'd do it. (laughs) That's worth it. (laughs) You're just simple beings. It's just physical affection or death. Well worth it. So I'd say food is is another strong motivator. <laughs> I would say so. Where can our listeners find you? Social media, OnlyFans, where? I should have an OnlyFans. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it annoys me. I feel like there needs to be a men's equivalent of OnlyFans. Men can be on OnlyFans. Just- yeah, but, you know, I'm not going to make the same. You know what I mean? Do you I- have an OnlyFans? Absolutely not. Why no, not? I put the content out in the social media world that I want to, that I'm comfortable with. OnlyFans started as a platform for uh, essentially sex workers, and sex work is work. However, because of that, there's a negative connotation attached to the OnlyFans name. There's a lot I want to do in the wrestling business. There's a lot I want to do in the world, period. But I see things in the long game, and I don't need anything attached to my name. That's fair. That being said, I don't believe that's true for everyone. That's just how I feel about it. If if I if I thought people would pay me tens of thousands of dollars per month, mm-hmm. I, I would abs my models would be whoosh. And I don't know a man <laughs> who doesn't say that. Truthfully. Okay. So no OnlyFans. So no can- OnlyFans, yes, yeah, sorry. At at Joe Hendry on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Hmm. Um and yeah, at Joe Hendry on YouTube as well. At Joe Hendry on at Joe Hendry one on TikTok. Someone took it. Yeah. Um very creative also. Joe Hendry one. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Hendry one. And um, but get a cameo. Do you know what? I might not have OnlyFans, but I've got a heck of a cameo. Yeah. Cameo is good. Yeah, it is good. It is good. So grab yourself a cameo. Okay. Last one. Finish this lyric. <clears throat> God damn you half Japanese girls. You do it to me every time. Uh-huh. I believe it's the same song they actually make an ECW reference. Did you know that? Yes, I do. New Jack. Watching grunge leg drop New Jack through a press table. Yup. Rosemary said it. Wild on confirmed it. Joe Hendry is very much a witch. And even though he states when it comes to conspiracies or things too far on the witchy scale he'll just zip it but uh ladies and gentlemen you heard it here we know the truth i hope you are all enjoying season five of wild on i literally cannot believe we've made it this far we're at a really exciting place impact youtube is hosting wild on every week where if you are a subscriber you can get wild on that's right on Tuesday or you can hear it here on the Wild On YouTube channel or wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts on Wednesdays. I could not would not be able to do this wonderful podcast without my badass punk rock girl band, the Wild On team. My right hand woman, my queen, my bestie, editor and producer, Rochelle Duras, and our marketing specialist, the woman who does the things I don't know how to do, but I desperately need, Madison Golshani. And until next week, keep calm, 
and wild on. Blessed be.